Join me as I highlight small businesses in the craft industry with interviews on-site at distilleries, breweries, and more. This podcast is all about getting to know the people behind the craft, celebrating their hard work, and of course, having a few samples along the way. Welcome to Crafted Conversations. In this episode, I sit down with Dan Morello of 10th Ward Distilling Company in Frederick, Maryland. Dan is one of the main distillers and graciously sat down to talk about his background and the awesome story behind 10th Ward. Proudly woman-owned and operated since 2016 by owner Monica Pierce in what used to be the 10th Ward of downtown Frederick, Maryland, their cocktail bar is a perfect stop when visiting this historic area. Dan invited me to come down and sit in their warehouse and have a conversation about where all the magic happens, and I could not be more grateful. If you enjoyed this episode and others we've done, I'd appreciate a follow and like on social media, and also be sure to follow us on your preferred podcast platform and leave a rating and review. We currently stream on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, YouTube, and others. And soon, we'll be doing the show in full video format, so stay tuned. All right, let's get to the episode. Cheers. Dan, well, thanks for having me here at 10th Ward. Yeah. Uh, it's the first time here, so I appreciate you having me, man. Oh, thanks for having me on the show. Of course, yeah. of course. I So full transparency, I've never tried any of this stuff from 10th Ward. I've heard about it, mm-hmm. I've seen it online, and I thought, what better way to you know, start it by coming down here and talking to you, the guy who makes it, or at least helps make it. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I'm curious, before we start tasting anything, tell me about yourself, how you got into distilling, and then a little bit about 10th Ward. Okay, um, I don't know how far I should go back. Well, born, bred, and buttered in uh, the great state of Connecticut. Um, uh, yeah, I guess uh, when it comes to the distilling thing, uh, me and a, a couple friends actually were uh, working on beer for a little while, and uh, it was like that kind of acted um, as the catalyst for me actually uh, finding out I had more of appreciation for spirits. This is uh, 10 years ago, so um, I just kind of dove into that. Uh, I kind of saw the, at, at least in our area, the beer market, or um, I guess I actually should say the spirits uh, market was a little much less saturated and just something I had a greater interest in, and I just... Um, I guess, yeah, I guess kind of dove into it and grabbed, I don't know if we say this now, but grabbed a little still and started uh, <laughs> practicing, quote unquote. Um, yeah, uh, I don't want to incriminate myself here, but uh, <laughs> yeah. But then, um, yeah, worked on that for several years and uh, I don't have any formal training in this. Uh, you know, I've done workshops at some uh, pretty prominent distilleries and stuff like that, but uh, then hooked up with a distillery in uh, Waterbury, Connecticut called Continuum. Okay. Um, founded by Brandon Collins. Uh, awesome guy, super, super smart. Learned a lot from him. Uh, great distiller. Um, and was there for a little while. And uh, then made a uh, jump. Monica found me on LinkedIn and uh, jumped on down here. Um, so I've been here for uh, going on two and a half years now. Wow. Yeah. That's very cool. Yeah. So you're just self-taught. Yeah, mostly. I mean, you, you kind of read all the books, and I've worked with other like really good professional distillers before a little bit. Yeah, and, um, it's uh, yeah. So, and also, I'll say, head distiller Brett has passed along a lot of the um, lessons and programs that uh, he went through getting his degree in it. So, uh, sure, got to take advantage of that too. And um, yeah, but uh, mostly just a lot of uh, reading and hands-on. Yeah. Well, hey, I'm I mean, slightly ashamed to say, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I think that's kind of the, the thing that I'm, I'm learning about talking mm-hmm. to a lot of craft distillers is that mm-hmm. you're you're learning on the job mm-hmm. and you're making mistakes on the job. Sure. And it's 
20. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, were you a whiskey person prior to this or did you, did you come to like drinking? And I shouldn't just say whiskey cause you do more than just whiskey, mm -hmm. but spirits in general. Yeah. I, you know, well, whiskey did grab me, <laughs> you know, that, that was my first like love for yeah. it all, you know, whiskey, whiskey and, and gin. Um, but yeah, yeah. Big whiskey head myself. So yeah, it, it was whiskey that kind of started the whole craziness. So, yeah. Well, yeah. Nothing wrong with that. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I love whiskey. No, I have a good time with it. So, <laughs> so what all does 10th Ward make? Um, so as far as uh, the spirits are concerned, we have, uh, as you see here, the gin. We have our smoked uh, Jennifer style gin or Hanover, the old Dutch style. Yep. Um, we have the smoked bourbon. Our, this is our newest um, spirit, the Maryland rye whiskey. See the absinthe here. And uh, we also do a uh, just a white smoked corn whiskey, okay. which is the same distillate as a smoked bourbon, just, just without aged. barrel time. Yeah. Very cool. Mm -hmm. And and we also, um, I should say, we have the uh, uh, the bottle club. Um, so every quarter, uh, club members get a specialty bottle that we put together for them. All kinds of different. Oh, that's you know, neat. We do done like a barrel gin and agave spirit and all kinds of stuff. Like a little um, exclusive. Yeah, exactly. And we also do uh, seasonal liqueurs. Um, nice. So, so it's apple brandy and honey and different infusions. Delicious. Yeah. Yeah, so tell me, tell me a little bit about Tenth Ward. Where, when did Tenth Ward start, and what's what's their history? Mm -hmm. Monica Pierce uh, founded Tenth Ward uh, seven and a half years ago now. Okay. Um, very small location over on uh, Church Street. Um, and uh, yeah, actually, so well before my time, like I said, I've been here two and a half years. But um, yeah, I think it was like twelve hundred square feet or something like that. And uh, here we are at nine thousand. But um, <laughs> You know, her whole approach and the whole motto uh, with 10th Ward is ward off ordinary. Um, you know, because she sees, you know, e even like, with spirits now, like the market's getting pretty saturated and very competitive. Um, and, uh, I mean, not too much, but enough to the point where she wanted to kind of have this like different angle. So, right. Yeah. I mean, that makes sense. Yeah. It, 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 that's one thing I, I've, I've, I've loved asking and, and, and learning about from these different craft distiller, distillers that, you know, these small little operations, mm -hmm. how do you differentiate, differentiate yourself in a, mat, a market where craft distilling, craft brewing, you mm -hmm. know, everyone's doing it nowadays. Yeah. How do you differentiate yourself? Yeah. Um, well, for, I guess, to start with the spirits, I mean, um, I, I, it's, it's, uh, I mean, you're doing spirits you've heard of, but just a, a, a different spin on it, like bourbon, but we have a smoked bourbon. Uh, you don't see the the Hanover style gin very often. We're the only producer of absinthe in the state that we know of, <laughs> um, uh, at least we were. Um, and then the uh, the canned cocktails uh, have really taken off for us as well. And um, yeah, yeah, I think that's uh, about the size of it there. Um, very cool. Yeah. Do you think there's something to, to be said about, you know, the extra TLC that is in what you're doing? I mean, you're hands on. You don't have the big, crazy machinery that, right. you know, the big boys have. Yeah. Is there something to be said about that? Then a little extra love and care to the quality of the whiskey or the spirit? Totally. Yeah. Um, Brandon, who I mentioned, my last my last boss. Um, yeah, he made a good point. It's like, like, that's your story. You know, like, like, you know, the fact that we're we, we touch everything. Yeah. that we make here and and that's part of your story i mean and, and the big guys are and they make fantastic stuff but i guess if for a lot of them if half the job is just pushing a button on an automated system you know and, and it's a great product yeah you know it is um but uh there's not much of a story there and and we're small and we want all the firepower we uh we can get as far as like marketing ourselves and and, and just having a good story to tell people about where the uh the spirits that they're drinking came from 
Yeah. Well, I've noticed too in the market that people, I mean, including myself, not just for spirits, but for a lot of things, I, I almost prefer to find things that are made locally. Mm-hmm. So if I go to the, you know, I don't live in Maryland, I live in Virginia, but mm-hmm. if I go to the store and mm-hmm. I find something that's a Virginia made or Maryland, yeah. you know, the DMV area, sure. or I'm back home in Milwaukee, something that's Milwaukee made, yeah. I gravitate toward that more often. Mm-hmm. And I think there's something, you know, the perception is that you're doing everything, you know, everyone's above board making mm-hmm. everything's locally sourced you're doing yeah. things by the book and it feels better because you're helping in the local community yeah so is there, is there a little bit of a symbiotic relationship with you in the community as far as farms and, and grains and all that stuff tell me about that a- absolutely um so actually as of pretty recently um all of our grains are grown within half hour of the distillery oh that's cool um yeah yeah so convenient <laughs> yeah cool and convenient uh the farmers are the best guys super smart uh giving us really good stuff um and i mean take the rye for instance uh so Maryland, like that, that's the signature whiskey of Maryland signature spirit. Maryland, um, is the rye and the rye grown here is, um, it's a little softer and sweeter than rye grown elsewhere. That's part of the trademark of a Maryland grown rye. Okay. And so, um, Amber Fields, um, our farmer, Greg, who grows it out there. Um, it's just, yeah, it really, and we do hundred percent malted rye in the bottle. So, um, it really, there's just like this sweetness and chocolatey note to it that, uh, you just don't really find uh as often um a little less spicy yeah and, and those are great too but that's one part that like you said differentiates ourselves a little bit um you know you get kind of these you know it's a you uh, that rye is a unique expression to that farm because grandfather started it however many years ago so oh, wow. that's that's been a lot of fun for us you know getting to work with that that's cool um, yeah and then like the smoked bourbon um from relance he at um Graydon farms you know he he smokes the corn himself and mills it and gives it to us. So that's how we get the, the smoke character on it. Wow. And yeah. Yeah. So that, that's a lot of fun too, because I'm that this is new to me. I've never, you know, gotten to work with, uh, those kind of products, you no. know? So it's, it's been really exciting. I, I might be jumping the gun. Cause I, you, 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 you mentioned it and he smokes his own corn. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm curious about that process. Cause this is the first smoked bourbon I think I've seen. Uh huh. Uh-huh. So tell me about that. Yeah. I, I mean, the guy is brilliant. I don't know how he came up with it, but so he, well, fortunately he used to be a, um, a metal worker. Oh. So he built this apparatus where he has like the corn, it augers it into this little box where he has the smoke filling into it and then it augers right out and mills it. And it's pretty wild, but he just like built it on like a weekend. So <laughs> yeah. And it's, and it's fantastic. It's great. It's been, uh, been a really good, um, been really good to us is you know he, we've been liking it a lot is he smoking it with with wood or with, yeah 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 it's like american hardwoods oh, okay yeah wow yeah very cool it, it's it's uh i wish we had some but if you like really like take a handful of the corn it just has this like sweet almost like barbecue smoke to it oh yeah, yeah. speaking my language yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll get to it i want yeah, to try yeah, it yeah, um yeah. the uh the one thing i love uh learning about and, and talking to people about is you know the, the freedom you have as a craft distiller, you know, some of the big shops and like you said, they make good stuff mm-hmm. and they have it down to a science. Yeah. But the market has decided that this is what they want and they want consistency. The one yeah. cool thing about this is that every batch that you make, every barrel is going to taste different. Right. And talk about, you know, the fun of that, the, 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 the playground that you have as a distiller that you can just decide, you know, I'm, Hey, I'm going to try this. Or, right. I, I mean, I know you work with a team, so do you have some freedom yourself as Dan, the distiller that I, Hey guys, I have this idea. I want to put this in this. Let's try it. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, that's actually going back to the little bottle club thing. That's where I get to do that the most. Okay. Um, so yeah, and like the whole team, we will all brainstorm together on bottle ideas. 
But like one thing I've been wanting to do for a while and that we finally got to pull the trigger on is, um, you know, a lot of the big guys, you'll find them finish a bourbon or one of their whiskeys in uh, like a spent wine cask of some kind. Right. And I get to do that now. So um, we have that going underway. Um, and but but again, like a little different. Uh, so we're actually, well, I'll tell you after what it is. Exactly. <laughs> but uh, yeah, but it, it's it's like a unique um, grain bill on it, and you know, a, a, a wine varietal cast that you don't usually find. Um, I just can't say because we haven't released it yet. But um, right, right, yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, and, and that kind of stuff. And uh, yeah, just um, every day we try and tweak a little bit. You know, like we're. Uh, the 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 grain to water ratio, the mash size, the to hit a certain level of bricks to fit in the newer still to get the most out of the run. I mean, this still the big one. There's only it's only a year old, um, so we're still kind of even though it's been a year, we're still kind of dialing in the mash versus right. the running on that thing. Gotcha. So yeah, and um and that's you know keeps it exciting and um yeah and of course like everything affects the flavor. Um you know we just switched to a different yeast and I mean night and day on that crazy though so, yeah there's all those little nuances that the that people who are just general consumers yeah. don't know about. i mean yeah. I, i've i've deep dived because i mm-hmm. love it um and you're obviously doing it mm-hmm. but people you know go to the store and buy some 10th ward whiskey mm-hmm. you're not thinking about the yeast or the the, right. co- the cooperage that they go to right, or, right, or right, all that right. stuff um that's 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 the fun the nuance about this that i love mm-hmm. um i don't know yeah no absolutely and um it's like yeah because we're so much smaller and like we don't have the kind of volume where we need like a master blender and to keep like, you know, such a very strict kind of uniformity. Um, you know, it, it is kind of neat to have, you know, different batches with different, slightly different flavor profiles. Right. Um, you know, and also like, you know, depending on, it, even with whiskey, just like with wine, like you're also at the mercy of the crop all the time, you know? That's true. So, and, and, and just like, like the, the yeast, the water and everything. So, you know, you, you, you taste that when there's like extremes, uh, that are going on, you know. Have you had any that that surprisingly, like, did you have any surprises that were great or errors that went so wrong that you expected to be good? Um, I love those stories. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Let's see. Uh, yeah, you know, actually, the one that um, gets, uh, you know, I'll say, the absinthe can be really tricky. Sure. Um, get, there's so many botanicals and it, the way you infuse and everything like that. Um, like we've had batches where it didn't loosh, which is, you know, when you add the water and it gets cloudy, which is what you sign of good absinthe, which well, we'll demonstrate in a little bit. Yeah. But, um, yeah, well, sometimes we're and it has to do that. I mean, we're not setting out the door unless you have like a proper absinthe loosh. Um, cause that's also what we do at our cocktail bar as part of the whole, you know, that's what we're selling to people. That's what they're buying when you get the absinthe and some of them didn't do that at all. So the whole, the whole thing was a bust and then it, it's not cheap to make. No. So yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah. So that kind of, and I'll say this, sometimes the gin did lose, which we didn't want. Right. So yeah, that kind of, those kind of things going on. Um, you know, just cause like they're uh, very botanical based spirits and, and you, know, you have all these oils and everything and, and, uh, you know, that, that kind of thing goes on. Um, and then with the whiskeys, uh, thankfully nothing too catastrophic. Um, really just kind of tweaking it. Okay. You know, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Do you use different stills for your gin and absinthe than your whiskey? We do right okay. now anyway. Um, so for the, uh, for the whiskeys, we're using, uh, we call her mama bear. It's a bigger <laughs> one, the 2000 liter over there, courtesy of specific mechanical. <laughs> um, and then, uh, we have the smaller one, uh, the uh, the thousand liter, um, and we use that for the gin and the absinthe. 
Gotcha. Yeah. yeah. I've heard horror stories of some distilleries learning the hard way that you, if you make gin or anything with botanicals, obviously, yeah. you're going to... Yeah, tricky. Yeah. You have to have yeah. it clean. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Like gin, gin's... Uh, well, with the ants too, but gin's funny because obviously the juniper, but depending on your botanical blend... So, like, you can put botanicals in the pot or you can have the gin basket, right? Right. Or And we do a mixture of both. But I think, you know, it's important to think about, you know, you have botanicals like the pot's obviously coming to a boil and some botanicals don't hold up in the boil you know those flavors might diminish or change or get bitter or something like that that, yeah. that would are better suited to go in the basket right and vice versa right so that's one thing that um we've played around with a little bit too that's cool yeah what's your favorite or i should actually no, here's no. a better question <laughs> yeah what's your favorite to make favorite to make favorite <laughs> to make favorite to make um I think it's a tie between the rye and the bourbon. Okay. Uh, well, that's a tricky too. Actually, another spirit I forgot to mention, should have mentioned, because um, unfortunately we don't get to make it as often as we like. We have one called Honey Jack. Ooh. So we distill mead. We work with a local meadery called the Orchid Cellar. They're the best. And um, for those of you who aren't familiar, mead is honey wine. Yes. And um, it's very good. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so we get we get 300 gallons of mead once in a while and run that in Barrelisha for a year. And that's a blast. That sounds That's good. fun. Yeah, yeah, it's delicious. Um, okay, we can give a little sample of the barrel after. Awesome. Um, but uh, the rye is great too because um, not divulging too much about our process. There's something the single malt rye because it's 100% malted rye grain. It um, allows us. It's uh, I guess very forgiving in the uh, mashing process. I guess I'll put it that way. Sure. So yeah, um, yeah, we don't need as many enzymes or anything like that. So yeah, it's um, that one's a lot of fun. Love them all, of course. Yeah. Um, it, it, you know what it is? It's like they're all super fun. It's just like with the, I guess, maybe the absinthe, for example. It can just be a little nerve-wracking. Like, you know, you, you, there's just less guarantee with yeah. it, you know? Well, so. you mentioned so that and, and the gin that with the with the, the loose issues. Mm -hmm. Did, what do you do with that after? Does it come home with you guys? Because it's like, well, we can't sell this. Or yeah. what do you do? We we So we, at our cocktail bar, um, we use the absinthe and the gin for a lot of the cocktails, which will batch in kegs and stuff like that. Oh, so I even see. It, yeah, so even if it's not luching great, it's still perfectly good to use for like a batch of cocktails or something. Gotcha. Yeah. So just missing that presentation certainly yeah might not be good for a bottle but we can still make uh great drinks out of it because the flavor is exactly the same gotcha yeah oh well that's good yeah yeah here, yeah. here i'm thinking you're just yeah or you get free barrels to take home <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah that'd be nice but the, yeah is so i i haven't talked much with anyone who's made absent mm -hmm. and how different is absinthe? And, and I know because the, the law has recently changed. Yeah, 2006 it was re-legalized. Yeah, with yeah. Wormwood. Mm -hmm. So how does it all work? Yeah, it, it's not uh, super complicated, really. It's absinthe includes, or I guess has to include what we call the Holy Trinity, Star Anise, Fennel, and Wormwood. Okay. Um, yeah. And uh, then we, of course, add our own uh, other botanicals to it to kind of put our mark on it. We have like some lemon balm and chrysanthemum, stuff like that. Um, just really give it this bright floral on top of the, uh, you know, that, that starting to fiddle, give it that licorice flavor. Right. Um, the wormwood has that signature bitterness, but you know, we, and we distill it from a, a sugar cane neutral. Gotcha. So it has like a nice inherent sweetness to it too, to balance everything out. So, That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. It's fun. It's cool. Um, cause you, you almost run it like gin and then when you're done, you do, uh, uh the coloration. So you just infuse, oops, um, you know, more green botanicals directly into the spirit filter bottle. Interesting. Know? Yeah. 
Yeah, That's cool. Neat. Yeah. Yeah, because I haven't seen that many people. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I'm not a gin person. Mm-hmm. And going around to whiskey distilleries, yeah. and they also make gins and vodkas. Yeah. I've come around to, like, I, I hate drinking a, a, a pine tree. Uh-huh. I hate Oh, that. certainly. Yeah, ours is, we, we got away from that. The, the <laughs> and I, style. Yeah. I notice a lot of people are doing that. Yeah. So it's a lot more approachable to non-gin drinkers. Yeah. Especially in cocktail. Right. So I've found that. And so I'm, I, there's a couple out there that I've seen, but mm-hmm. I think you're the first that I'm actually doing this on, on the podcast with that you do an absinthe. Yeah. So it's like you get to stretch your wings and like, yeah, I'm sure your best seller is probably one of the whiskeys. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. The gin, actually, you know, surprisingly, yeah, the gin absinthe I've been doing great for. So have, have yeah, yeah, that's, surpri- yeah, that's good. Yeah. It's yeah. Good to hear. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, definitely uh, hear you on the gin because um, <laughs> I'm like that, too. Um, ours actually has our rye whiskey in it. Oh, right. Yeah. So it has this multi backbone and everything. And it's not. Yeah. It's not like super pine coney And that's neat gasoline not knocking anybody but yeah when when 10th ward started did they did they source anything or were they just use a white spirits to pay their bills uh i think uh i'd have to ask my i uh i think it was just whites at first yeah. and they um they uh you know, just start, you know start with like a barrel yeah you know that kind of thing right um yeah i don't think uh she was uh, sourcing like any like anyone else's product. Right. Yeah. I know. Uh, the, obviously, the big player for sourcing is MGP in Indiana. Yeah. yeah. Um, and no shame to anyone who does no, source. It's an all. it's an investment. Absolutely. To age anything. Absolutely. Um, no, I, I'm I'm. It's great. If, yeah. To get yourself going. Right. You know. And I mean, you get to go there and, yeah. and find your own product. Yeah. I mean, we source, you know, neutral to to use as the base. For oh sure. Apps and so. Okay. You know, yeah. Who cares? Yeah. yeah. Who cares? It's good. It's good. It's, you know, they do they do a great job if that's what you're trying to do. Right. So, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, what, what that's 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 uh pour some stuff. Cool. What what uh what should we start with? I think um So do you want to do the gin? Or? Of course. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Let's do it. <laughs> Twist my arm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. So we're going to end with the absence just cuz it's so intense. Yeah, your power breaker. Yeah, let's start with the whole gin here. I know you're pouring the gin. Do you guys do a vodka? We do not. Okay. No vodka. All right. Beautiful. Thank Cheers, you. Cheers, my friend. Cheers. I appreciate oh, it. Absolutely. Good to have you. Ooh. Yeah. And um, yeah, some cardamom and persimmon and chicory. Orange peel. Don't do coriander, which is in... A lot of like majority of. I was gonna say that's unique. Yeah, we, we some other stuff. We we kind of that kind of toastiness we get with our ch- the chicory root, which we like a lot. Um, yeah, some elderflower in there too. That's a very floral gin. Yeah, it's very good. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, and that 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 juniper and that pine saliness is definitely the back. Yeah, that, that doesn't bother mm-hmm, me. Mm-hmm. That rye comes through a little bit. Yeah, yeah. that's interesting. You said persimmons too. Mm-hmm. Yep, I think persimmon with the. Um, with the uh, orange peel, you know, it gets that little nice fruitiness there. Yeah, citrusy and floral. Mm-hmm. That's a nice gin. Let's see. Thank you. Appreciate you. Yeah, it's pretty brisk. I mean, it's a sipper for me personally. Mm-hmm. All right, uh, a little rye. Yeah, we'll go rye and then smoke bourbon. Okay, percent. perfect. So I know uh, Maryland is big in rye. That's their spirit, Huge, right? Yep. Yeah, rye Obviously. started. Um, I mean, you know, bourbon started here by Basil Hayden. Yes, bourbon. Yep. He was a, a missionary. He was a rye farmer. And then moved it on down to uh, Kentucky. Right. So interesting. Yeah. Here we go. And everyone knows Sagamore. Oh, yeah. The... yeah. 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 No, I, I met them recently. They're real nice guys. Yeah. Uh-huh. Ooh. 
Mm-hmm. So very malty. Like, yeah. Like chocolatey almost. And what's the, this is 100% you said. 100% malted dry. Yeah. 90 proof. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, on the nose, that is that mm-hmm. is the most malty. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it really is, yeah. Because with the unmalted, it's where you get a little more of the spicy. Yeah, mm-hmm. right. Mm. Yeah. Almost like fudgy. <laughs> That's dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I'll take it as a compliment. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, the, and... The, are you are is the farm malting it for you and yes. then you get it yep. okay mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah those I, all just dropped off we throw in the mesh and i'm sure you i mean there are places that have malting floors that's, yeah that's a that's a task and a half yeah so yeah. that's i'm sure that's awesome absolutely yeah it's it's convenient um yeah yeah i'm wild about that nose mm-hmm. it, the, ta- the flavor and the taste is mm-hmm. phenomenal but that the it's nose neat. is just yeah. so chocolatey there's almost like a pleasant metallic thing to it yeah that's that's, that's, okay there's almost like a like a cereal-y kind of like like it's like a it's like a bread note yeah 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 toasty Mm -hmm. right man and so we're going to the smoked bourbon and Mm -hmm. before i sip this one i do want to ask you yes was this something that they was it I don't want to ask. It's like, it seems so experimental. Yeah. Was it like, hey, we're smoking some corn, want to try that? Or was it someone tried it and just decided to say, hey, we should try to make bourbon out of this? Um, it, it's I, th- not a, I think right out the gate, she just wanted to do a, like a smoked whiskey. Just came off. Yeah. That's yeah. awesome. And started doing like the white and then uh, and barreling at the same time. Gotcha. Yeah. That's so cool. You just kind of evolved. All right. And um, are you a scotch drinker? I love scotch. Okay. Do you like peated? I love peated. Okay. So yeah, this is definitely, we do, it's a 80 corn, 20 barley. Okay. Ratio. So um, it definitely has a lot of uh, scotch, peated scotch qualities to it, I think. Just given that barley content and the level of smoke. And a little sweet corn bite in there somewhere. Yeah, that's uh, that's unique. Whoa. That's a campfire. Yeah, it's got it's yeah, it's scotchy, it's smoky. It's a yeah, it's a smoky scotch minus the peat flavor. Yeah, because peat has a very distinct flavor. Absolutely, but this is a with like a little corn yeah. hanging out in there. This is like I'm I'm enjoying a bourbon next to a campfire. Yeah, but the campfire's in my mouth. Right, right. <laughs> yeah, that's phenomenal. Thank you. Mm-hmm. That's unique. It's um yeah, and yeah, ever since uh, we, the current farmer um, has been doing it the way he's been doing it, it definitely, you know, of course, changed the flavor. I mean, it's like different woods and stuff like that and milling it a little different for us. And, um, it, you know, it's always evolving, you know, so, but, but in a way to kind of, in a weird way to keep it consistent, yeah. like, you know, improve consistent. Um, yeah. I like that a lot. Yeah, we have fun with it. Interesting. It's surprising how much smoke you know, it's like still hangs out through the distillation. Yeah, I've always been impressed at how mm-hmm. that science, yeah. I'm not smart enough yeah, yeah. to know what happens, but it's mm-hmm. it's it's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. And how how long has it aged? Both the rye and this. Uh, right now we're hitting about a year okay. on them. Yeah, yeah. We've been using, um, which we've been really excited about, is started using, um, believe it or not, char one barrels. It's oh. the lowest char. Yes. But with like a little higher toast on them. So that char, like I, I, when I was, you know, um, pretty new to all this. I always thought that the higher the char, 
the the deeper and richer the play. And, and that's kind of true if you give it enough time. But right. because, you know, as we roll into the one and a half and the two year and the four year, um, if, if, if we're only doing like, you know, nine months to a year, like we've been doing lately, that char one is where it's at. Because, you know, if you're doing the deeper char, you, you haven't given enough time for that spirit to like permeate where it, it you know, that, that, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like it hasn't permeated deep enough into the barrel anyway. Right. To, to like reach the benefit of that, like really deep char and that toast and everything. Was that a, was that a discovery just because you, you were selling so fast and you wanted to get barrel bottles out there on the shelf or was it a, just what the flavor profile that you guys found or that 10th word found? Uh, actually Brett had, um, uh, played around with that, um, at the last story he was at and uh found that they were having a really great result and they were doing rye too so um yeah and we and we just kind of like it because because even if you're doing longer than that short age the char one it's still good it's still gonna hang and, and develop that flavor and everything right and so um yeah we might even you know we're talking maybe start with char one and then move that same into a different one as if we're really going for some like deeper years on it and stuff like that so and then these are the conversations we have about you know how it how it evolves with right. us, you know, because we, we, we still have yet to release um, whiskeys that have aged for multiple years. I was, was going to ask. I'm sure there's bo- there's barrels squirreled away. That- yeah, yeah, they're, they're, they're away and we're not talking <laughs> to them right now. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, we finally really started uh, just like upping the barrel program okay. within the past, like maybe like six months or so, six months to a year. Very cool. Yeah. Tell me about before we get to non whiskey things. Mm-hmm. Tell me, tell me about that. Are, what are the exclusives like? Are they are there barrel proofs? Are they they're aged in different things? How what's the what's the most unique exclusive that you've given out? Uh, oh, you mean like the club? Yeah. Stuff. Um, good question. Most unique. Uh, let's see. Let's see. In my time here, so, so it's quarterly. The, the, we have the Can Club too, which is a monthly. So the bottle being quarterly, which means I've seen about ten of them. I, I guess we'll start with my personal favorite. Was uh, so I mentioned we do the Honey Jack, right? Yeah. So we aged that Honey Spirit in a same barrel. We do the bourbon. We emptied that, bottled the Honey Jack, and backfilled it with the gin. Oh. So it was like an oaked honey gin. I think that was my favorite. That sounds cool. Um, yeah, yeah. We just released a citrus liqueur. That was a lot of fun. Um, yeah, we have this uh, unique grain bill that we're going to age in uh, uh, a Cab Franc barrel from a local producer soon. So I think uh, I'm really looking forward to that one. But uh, per, I, mean, I mean, I know people have done barrel gins before, too. But uh, it was the fact that it, it was uh, done in that Honey Jack cask. Right. That was my favorite. Yeah. That sounds interesting. Yeah, yeah. That was That was my favorite. Is there anything that you want to do that you haven't been able to yet? Um, let me see. I, I want to do, I want to barrel age gin in other, other kinds of casks. Yeah. Too. Yeah. Yeah. Cause, cause I, I like our gin cause it, you know, it has whiskey in it too. Right. So it likes the barrel. Um, it, it but it is a gin, so you gotta be careful, <laughs> you know, but, um, well, some yeah. of the best, some of the best gin I've had has been uh, a, like a bourbon barrel aged gin. Yeah. That's so good. It's neat. It's like candy. Yeah. It's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, we're always, we're always kicking ideas. That that's almost like a daily thing. Sure. Really, is 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 what 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 else are we what are we gonna do? That's well outside the box. I, not to get too much in the business side of it, because yeah. obviously product is product, but mm-hmm. and it's an investment to put a barrel something in a barrel and mm-hmm. leave it. But do you have a, a a percentage of things where you can say, hey, you know what, we're gonna take this one you know fifty three gallon amount of whiskey or mm-hmm. gin and put it in something that's just super experimental? Is you have like a quarterly or a yearly allotment of like, hey, this is our fun stuff. Or do you have to kind of play the game? You know what I mean? Yeah, I do know what you mean. Right now, I guess um, I guess the fun stuff is the bottle club. 
I'm okay. Sorry, I'm sorry if that seems like a cop-out answer, no, 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 but no. that's really what, and, and, um, uh, also I guess another, uh, fun one we do, it's, I, I, we're just messing around with so many products is, uh, we also do an Applejack, which, um, we haven't been able to provide as much as we want. I mean, we, we've just been caught up with, with all of these, right? And it's just a fun one to do once in a while. And, um, so McCutcheon's cider right downtown here. Um, so we ferment distill their cider and, uh, barely like that. So that's, that one's a blast too. Um, you know, it's just a fairly sample brandy. Like I love doing that kind of stuff. It ferments and distills so well. And yeah. Um, so yeah. And then that's an bourbon cast too. So like that and the honey jack are a lot of fun. Um, oh, also one of the club ones I loved, uh, I did an elderflower liqueur, um, that I liked a lot with, um, with some rose hips. Yeah. That sounds that, good. That was nice. Yeah, that was good. We'll give you a taste of that one too. Okay. Yeah. Deal. Yeah. Ha- yeah. Have you found anything from the, from doing those experiments that, you know, Hey, maybe we should. Maybe we should make this one of our flagships. Totally. Um, yeah. Um, actually, that happens a lot more with the cans, to be honest. Okay. Um, yeah. We uh, like the espresso martini was a was a uh, a, a one month exclusive and um, it was so popular. Yeah, we brought back a few of them out there. I like that actually. Um, like the Queen Bee's knees too. Um, so it's full timer now. Um, That's cool. Yeah. 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 And um, but as far as the bottles, um, we're kind of just sticking with the mainstays for right now. Um, my, the Applejack might have been a monthly. I got to double check with Monica because that was well before my time here. Um, but uh, yeah, as far as the bottle, it's, it's you know, the tough part too is like getting bottles is hard right now. It really <laughs> yeah. is. And, and and we really are, you know, we're you know keeping up with wholesale orders and, and just the, the whole demand and everything. And it, it, yeah. So right now we're just sticking with these. So. Yeah. Well, I mean, <clears throat> they're great. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Uh, should we jump to the aspen, uh, absence or should we do the ready to drink first? Let's, uh, why not? Let's do it. Okay, sweet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're a little bit here. So absinthe, uh, traditionally bottled very high proof. Uh, so we bottle at 140, um, which is pretty high. Yeah. <laughs> but so I'll show you the loose now. <laughs> um, so about equal parts and, um, do you see? So part of the loose obviously is, um, you have to bring that proof down to a drinkable level. And also you see as you add the water, it turns cloudy. Oh, and, wow. Yeah. And that's what you that's what you want. Um, so all of those oils from the botanicals are bonded with the ethanol. Sure. And yeah, the water, which um, alcohol loves water, it's hydrophilic. So um, and oil is hydrophobic, doesn't like the water. So right. the water breaks the bond between the oil and the ethanol and it releases them as a suspension. And that's what you're seeing there. Gotcha. And that's you know where the flavor and the aroma is. And uh, there you go. Wow. And personally, like, I'm not a big black licorice fan, but I love the absinthe. Can't explain it at all. But <laughs> yes. I don't know. But, uh, cheers. Cheers. It's got, like, you know, it's got a nice natural sweetness. Um, and if, you know, again, like that black licorice flavor isn't for everybody, but. Well, I love absinthe. Okay. So I. Uh, Beautiful. Yeah, I, I was in New Orleans earlier this year. Okay. And had a great okay. time. I hear, I hear they uh, know their absinthe down there pretty well. <laughs> right, mm-hmm. they, they, they do. So does my wallet. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, that's great. Thank you. Yeah. That's, uh, it's not, so it's not pungent in, in the fact that, you know, literature's black licorice in the mouth, mm-hmm. right? That, that's, I think that's good. It's very, very floral and botanical. Yeah. That, in the sweetness. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah, it's also like a different distillation a little bit too, um, mm. and and that's what keeps it exciting too. Like we we distill even though 
you know, we, we start with a neutral base, we distill the absinthe way different than the gin. Right. Yeah. Just because, you know, it is different botanicals and, and, you know, they, they just kind of come out at different, in a different distillation process, uh, you know, to get your desired profile. Right. Um, you know, we read the absinthe a little longer because, you know, it just, that's where, like towards the end is where you really get that, like, like that chrysanthemum and the lemon that we want. You know, if you cut it shorter than normal, then, you know, just, it's not there as much. So, right, right. Yeah. Is there any play, uh, wiggle room with the absinthe that you could do in the back end? Can you can you age something or or cask finish an absinthe? I'm not sure if that's even a thing. You know, that's never even crossed my mind. Um, I don't know. Oh, here I we go. Yeah, here we go. <laughs> Get a what have you done? Yeah. Um, <laughs> that's an interesting thought. Because uh, I don't I, know if there's any legal parameters about calling something absinthe other than what's in it. Yeah. Because if you once you put it in something else, can it still be called absinthe? I believe so yeah um so that'd be interesting it, it's because again yeah i i had never worked with absinthe or to be honest even seen it before i started this company so um it, it's still i'm still trying to work on getting my arms around it myself so yeah yeah um yeah that's an interesting thought yeah oak oak on the absinthe maybe well maybe let me know what the future holds <laughs> yeah oh certainly 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 <laughs> A royalty. I'm kidding. No, 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 no. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, it's very, it's very good. And I, 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 I that uh, change in color that cause it, it's a little greenish in the bottle. Yeah. And then you you pour the water and it becomes this like a, a cloudy, yeah. almost like a neon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's super fun. Mm -hmm. It's I mean, cool, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it like now like the lights refracting different because it's different, just like a different composition. You know? Yeah, yeah. Very cool. Yeah, it makes great cocktails too. We have a lot of fun with it at the at our cocktail bar downtown. So cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, on the way here I drove past that storefront and yeah. it's uh is that just a cocktail lounge? It, it, yeah, yep. Cocktail lounge has an event space upstairs. I do a lot of weddings and stuff like that. And you know, our, our we retail our merch and stuff like that. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. Of course, right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's the why you're doing it. It's silly not to, but yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah, yeah, mostly cocktail lounge. Yep. So you have ready to make, ready to drink um, cans. Yes, sir. You have three here. Mm -hmm. um, are these all the ones you have, or what is what are no, these? No, we have a couple others. Um, I mean, I can grab them if you like. I don't want to get too um, have it on time, but um, yeah. So I guess these are the ones that are, I guess, uh, most popular. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah. The peach clementine lemonade iced tea, which is really like a peachy Arnold Palmer. Okay. Um, stress martini and cream bee's knees. Um, so I mean these. We didn't invent, it's just our take on them. Yep. Yeah, you're seeing those out on the market a little bit. Um, so we can start with, uh, we'll start with the peach. Okay. Um, this one is the, has been around the longest of the three. So it's one of the like original cans. Um, started all this during the height of the COVID lockdown. Um, a joyous time. A joyous time, <laughs> you know, the bring bar to you concept. And I mean, canned cocktails are blowing up all over the place. Have you seen them? Sure. Of course. Yeah. Of course. Um, of course, these have their whole different set of challenges. Oh, that's good. Yeah. What, and what are these? Eight percent? Uh, seven. Seven percent. Yeah. Or uh, we we had eight on this batch of peach, and those are seven. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I don't. So seven and a half, eight. Yeah, yeah. Virginia's got some weird laws that yeah. some of the uh, the RTDs are if they're above a certain percentage, they're considered wine. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, that's what kind of like threw me a little bit because, yeah, we 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 provide to Virginia. And so we have to like bat, do just a separate batch for them. Really? Yeah. That's so annoying. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, it's like it's not the hardest week in the world, but like then it's, you know, a whole other role of labels you have to order and, and then all of that. And 
Yeah. It's the whole like allocation thing. But, uh, so stupid. Yeah. <laughs> but um, <laughs> yeah, we're, we're, we're grateful for their interest in us. So, of course. Yeah. Yeah. No, but yeah, it's, it's, it's just a little extra work which we're willing to do. So, yeah, yeah. you know, make the sales. Yeah. But yeah. Th- this is great. This is uh, very refreshing. I could, yeah. You know, put that on the rocks and yeah. in yeah. the summer. Yeah. Bring it down to the beach. Something like that. Now, are, is everything inside here made by you or mm-hmm. how does that work? Yeah, we make everything. Yep. That's awesome. Yep. Yep. And of course, uses, you know, like the bees and the peach uses our, our gin. And yeah, like we run a, a, a pretty like blank neutral uh, rum for the espresso martini. Because um, we want those, the other flavors to really shine in it. Um, so here's the bees and knees. Okay. Gin, honey, lemon, ginger, lavender. Ooh. Again, I mean, you've, I'm sure you've seen it around somewhere, like a lot of, a lot of like nice bars like to do a, a can do a good bee's knees cocktail pretty often. Oh, that's good. Yeah. And you know, it's, it's like, we're almost always R and D these things, you know, that's part of the fun. Yeah. I mean, yeah. wow. Mm-hmm. And that's the same gin, same gin. Yep. Wow. Same gin. Mm-hmm. And uh, I guess let's try a little espresso. Now this is the newest one. I was gonna ask. That's that's been like the trend. Yeah. The, yeah. 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 These are starting to be all over the place. Yeah, be a basic white girl. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's me. There we go. Um, espresso martini. Now they, they're all flat. That 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 was from the nitrogen. Um, right. Some people confuse some people. <laughs> yeah. So this has a little um, demerara sugar and black cardamom. Vanilla. Ooh, that's good. Mm. I didn't think I was gonna like it because mm. I'm not. I'm not. I, I like my coffee in a coffee glass yeah. or a mug yeah. in the morning, black. Yeah. yeah. Nothing else. Yeah. Maybe some bourbon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, <laughs> I've always turned my nose up at like the idea of an espresso martini mm-hmm. or a coffee cocktail. Mm-hmm. I'm not my, not my thing. Yeah. This is pretty good. Thank you. Yeah. I, you know, yeah. Co- personally, coffee isn't my favorite flavor in the world. Right. Um, I drink it every day, but you know. Mostly for the caffeine, but um, yeah, I mean, just uh, we've had a good response, so that's awesome. Yeah. So, are you guys? Where's your distribution for all these things? Where can I find? We're in um, so Frederick County, Montgomery County. Still trying to reach out to as much of the state as you can, like Baltimore, DC. Um, we just got with some new distributors and stuff, but well, well, now we're in um, we're in Virginia. Just broke into Delaware, New Jersey, New York, and um. Yeah. Then oh, well, also we have the store locator, of course. So yeah, um, yeah. I don't, obviously I don't know exactly which stores we're in all the time, but <laughs> hey, yeah, what, what store are, locator. What, what are their addresses? And, yeah, no, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Description of the owner. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, we have that. So that, that that's been really helpful, and they'll even tell you like what is in the store. So oh, that's cool. Yeah, just go to the website. It's there. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sweet. Mm-hmm. What's so? I asked you what's your favorite to make. What's yeah. your favorite to drink? What do you go home with? Uh I think. I do. I love, I love our honey jack when we have it. Probably the most. Most people do. It sells out in a second. Um, I don't, I honestly, the, the gin. It's much of a. I'm, I'm a big whiskey really? head. The whiskey started me in all this, but the, I just love the gin so much. Yeah. Well, it's good gin. Yeah. Thanks. Um, um, interesting. Yeah. I mean, I like to always. I, I like to. I do like to fluctuate. You know, keep the palate in check and all that kind of stuff. So. Of course. And, and it's, it's also like I guess. Uh, 
Uh, lose a little bit of my QA. Yeah. <laughs> and always making sure it's it's drinking right. So. It sounds like the worst job in the world. Yeah. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Awful. Um, it, well, is there anything else that we can uh, we can disclose on the mic that uh, we can look forward to that's coming out or any any hmm. anything that you're uh, jonesing to, you know, you, you've got a green light on that you're going to do down the road? Any crazy things that are coming out from 10th Ward? Uh, good question. Um, well, yeah, I'll, I'll say uh, the one. Um, I'll say the one that we. Um, I'm really excited about is we did an equal part uh, rye, oat, and a grain called spelt. Ah, yes. Whiskey. Yeah, yeah. So uh, equal part. That's in the barrel right now. Distillation white gray is like a very like marshmallowy sweet note on it, and that's what we're trying to finish in a cab franc barrel. Oh. Yeah. So excited about that one. That sounds really yeah, cool. Yeah, that, that's a club one. So, uh, you know, if anyone's like, shit, you got to sign up. I'm sorry. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, let's see. We have, uh, we're going to pear brandy. Um, yeah, with some honey in it. Yeah. That sounds it's good. It's going to be fun. Yeah. Yeah. I Well, hey, I, I, I appreciate the the showcase of these things. Oh, I, my I mean, pleasure. Obviously, I'm, I'm in it for the whiskeys. I love whiskey. Yeah. But yeah. the learning process of, I mean, especially today, I, I've had gin and gin's great. Mm -hmm. But absinthe, that's unique. Yeah. Yeah. Not everyone's doing that. Yeah. 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 Um, I think I'm, a lot of people still might think it's illegal. <laughs> <laughs> You're probably right. Yeah. Yeah. It, and it, it's it's a crazy one. I mean, you know, it's, it's uh, I'll say it's pricey to make, you know. I'm it's, sure. It's just a lot of botanicals, um, a lot of time. Yeah. So, but uh, it's fun. Yeah. And we're having a good time with it. So. Well, that's good. I mean, yeah. you, have, you have probably one of the best jobs in the world, in my opinion. Yeah. You get to, <laughs> get to play you. around yeah. with liquor. Took a while, but yeah. <laughs> here, so. Cool. Well, hey, Dan, I appreciate having me here. And oh, thanks uh, so much for coming. I'll be Great. back. Yeah, so um, good to be here. I'll yeah. be back when that uh, when you put absinthe in some cab barrels or something. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> Definitely stay in touch. So yeah, of course. Yeah. But it's been a pleasure, man. Absolutely. So, no, cheers. Pleasure's mine. Yeah. Hey, thank you. Yeah, you bet. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, I'd appreciate it if you left us a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. The more reviews, the easier we are to find. Also, if you aren't already, be sure to follow us on social media so you never miss any of our updates. Be sure to share this episode with your friends, and always be sure to drink responsibly. There are quite literally thousands of distilleries, so we're just getting started. Stay tuned for more conversations with master distillers, distillery owners, mixologists, and even bar owners and more. Cheers. <laughs>